What is going on, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, accompanied by Bill Sr., a.k.a. The Pickle. Hey, 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 guys. It is April 30th at 11.45 a.m. Devils had a rough one last night, to say the least. We actually went up to the game, and... um, it was a fun experience, but you you thought you were going to get a you you thought you expected a different outcome after the first period, and this isn't going to be a very long episode. There's no need to to harp on any of this, so we'll get right into it. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on what I saw last night and my feelings of the game. We didn't go back and watch it. I didn't really dive into it. I'm just giving you my my uh instant reaction honest opinion so <clears throat> first of all uh all the ranger fans were super cordial and uh we didn't have any problems last night and not that i expected to but it should be pointed out with that said we went into the garden and the way that the devils started off the game was so encouraging it was basically to me this was a tale of 19 minutes of play followed by 41 minutes of play. So the Devils completely dominated. And at one point, I actually went to Money Puck and I looked at our, I looked at the winometer and it was 65 to 35 in favor of the Devils. And honestly, I hate to do this, but I think a lot of it. I think the Mercer giveaway really, really screwed the team. So we could, the Rangers couldn't even get out of the zone, like for the first period. No, they didn't even look like they were in, and you know, they didn't look like they were in the game. Um, as far as the fans, they had a wake the fuck up chant going on for the Rangers. Um, we were sitting in a section that had a bunch of Devils fans in it. We had, after the, the Lazar goal, we had an Igor chant going. We had a Let's Go Devils chant going. And we were making some noise. The building was dead. And rightfully so. The, the Rangers gave the fans nothing to cheer about for the first 19 minutes of the period. It looked like the Devils looked very sharp. They were making good decisions with the puck. They were hemming the Rangers in deep. Um... And the Rangers couldn't get out of their own way. The problem is when you don't capitalize on domination like that and you let a team hang around, it only takes one play in order to get the team back in. And that's exactly what happened. Dawson Mercer's turnover at the top of the blue line totally killed us. 
He takes a penalty on Patrick Kane. It leads directly to a goal with 30 seconds left in the period. And then we take another penalty with literally six or five seconds left in the period. So, and we had a couple opportunities to actually double up and go from one nothing to two nothing. Now, instead, you know those last minute goals to end a period kill you on top of having a power play. The Rangers went into the first intermission knowing that they dodged a bullet, got out of that period tied, which Lord knows they didn't deserve. And on top of that, they had a power play. Um, it was a pretty fluky goal, too. You shouldn't have been in the situation. It, it, nonetheless, it was a goal. Shouldn't have been in yeah, the situation. It, you know, hitting Kreider's shin pad like he was well out of the crease and going in is like, that was, you know. It's hockey. Talk about puck luck. It's hockey. He shouldn't have been in the situation. We shouldn't have had to have taken no, a penalty. No, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have been. We it, shouldn't have been in that situation. It was a horrible giveaway. It was just, that was just like a, it was their turning point for sure. The whole game turned. There was, that was a play that you need to just get deep and you have to know where you are. Very similar to the, when Palat turned the puck over at the top of the blue line that turned right into a goal a couple games back. It's like, this is the playoff, guys. Like, Dawson Mercer, I get it. You're 19 years old. You're 20 years old. You got to get it deep. You're smarter than that. You're supposed to be smarter than that. And it ends up killing us. And then you look at a guy like nobody loves Andre Palat more than I do. And you bring him in because he's one of the most clutch playoff players in the past decade. He's taking too many penalties. You can't take two or three less. You can't take two penalties back to back. So... The entire narrative of this playoff series has been stay out of the box. In the first two games, we were in the box the entire game. They scored four power play goals in two games on us. And then game three, we bring it back down. We're at, we gave them three power plays. Game two, we gave them two power plays, which were bum calls on the, on the um, unsportsmanlike conduct calls. And then you go right back and you take four penalties in the first 22 minutes of the game right how do you expect to win when you take four penalties in 22 minutes so you're playing literally almost half of the of the first 20 minutes you played shorthanded can't do it you can't win you can't win mercer mercer knocking the puck off of so that's that that is a penalty so it's you can hit the puck first, but if you trip the guy afterwards, it is a penalty. This isn't. It's not like back in the 90s where if you got the puck, anything that happened after that. It's not. He made the right call, which is why he actually explained it during the, during the game. He, the ref brought it up. He said, because he hit the puck first, he doesn't get a penalty shot. So that rule has changed. So the old school hockey fans that it's like, it used to be if you hit the puck first, you could take the guy's legs out too. Now, if you hit the puck, but you still... Tr- clearly tripped a guy and take him out of the play, it's still a tripping call. Right. It, I like the old girl better. Well, last night anyway. But it, it was it was loud there before the game. I mean that place that place was super loud and then it just we were able to quiet it down. I thought that, you know, I thought taking the fans out of the the play was going to make a such a big difference the devils had 71 percent expected goal share 
across all situations in the first period. That's complete domination. And they weren't able to capitalize. They only get one goal, which was a goal by Lazar, who, you know, this might be a good opportunity for Jesper Bratt and for Jack Hughes and for some of these other guys to realize that enough of the bullshit and throw the puck on net. Force them to make a save. How did they score last night? They scored by picking up a rebound in front of the net. Right. They scored two that way. I'm sick. I'm sick of seeing Jesper Bratt trying to make the perfect pass. You are coming down with two guys with you that you're trying to move the puck to. Throw it on net and let them drive to the front of the net. Like, he hasn't had a goal all all postseason. You look at Nico Heischer. He's been great. You look at Timo Meyer. He's been great. But at some point, you have to get on the scoreboard. Nico hasn't had a goal in 18 games. That's a problem. That's a big problem. It's definitely a problem. He's been playing really good, but you you have to score some goals. They have to start going in. And they have to start. They're going to mess with the lines, and as they should, because Jack Hughes did not have anything going on last night either. He didn't. He looked like he, he, he sped up the beginning of the third period. He started, when he came out, he was flying, and he was beating people, going around them. And I was thinking to myself, this is when a superstar just you know shines like when 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 you're down and you need him to come through i i really really thought that that was his time and he was going to do it but he did spent half he spent the entire second period on the bench because they were in the penalty box the whole time so he had nine shots on net but he he still did not have many high danger scoring chances and he was trying to move the puck around and then after they scored the after they went into the period and it was 1-1, they come out, they're on the power play again. And you're just like this you, you just you watched it. And what happened was the Devils spent so much friggin' time shorthanded killing penalties that it, it tired us out. And like you could tell, our defense looked tired. They did not look like the same team from games three and four, they did not make, or N5, they did not make clean exits with the puck. They got too fancy. They tried to get too cute. And they ended up, they got caught standing still multiple times. And if you leave Zibanejad in between the circles with nobody on him, he's going to score. Like Eventually. You don't want him to heat up, just like you don't want Panarin to heat up. And... It was just, it was, it got very frustrating because they stopped moving their feet a little bit. They, they got away from their game. And this is exactly what we've talked about before the series started, where the Rangers are just very opportunistic. And that's exactly what happened. If you don't finish in the playoffs when you are dominating and you let a team hang around, they're going to bury you. And it just, the ice started to tilt, started to tilt more and more penalties. Our guys look gassed. The guys look like they were mentally fatigued and they weren't making the same plays that they would normally make. And it just got away from them. It didn't look like we had the same amount of block shots that we had in the past couple games. Well, the Rangers had 21, uh, 29 shots on net. We blocked 11 shots. We had 18 minutes in penalties. 18 minutes. Wow. It's like that's that's a killer. That's 
you know, that's the game in a nutshell right there. It was, it was, you know, it was one of these games where you let a team with a bunch of really, I mean, the Rangers are very tactical, surgical players. If they get the puck on their stick with any kind of open ice, especially in the offensive zone, if it, working off of turnovers, they're going to, you know, they're going to get you. And we had an opportunity. We had two opportunities to make this a two goal lead in the first period. And that changes everything. If they would have scored one more time in the first period, they, the Rangers don't come back. That does not happen. The Devils sit back. They have the momentum. They play smart defensively. They counterpunch. They do all the stuff that we saw in game five. And they didn't. And instead, it really did. The, the, Mercer, the Mercer giveaway really screwed them. And then, you know, you can go down the list and all these other penalties, obviously. Yeah, and a lot of them were questionable calls, too. And it was both ways. I mean, the tripping call the, that, that uh, who took it? Zibanejad on, on um, Hughes, I mean, was not a penalty. Um, but there were a lot of questionable calls. And if you, you watch the interview with Lindy afterwards, he was like, he didn't want to touch on it. He goes, I'm not going to, not going to say anything when they asked him about the officiating and you knew he was biting his tongue that, you know, not going to, not going to place the blame on them because you can't, or you shouldn't, but it wasn't the, on the officiating has to get better though. It has to get better both ways. It was, it I wasn't on them though. It's not on them, but I think that the officiating should really be better in the playoffs. Well, what, do you, what are you supposed to do about that, though? You can't, I don't know what to do about it, but don't you agree that the officiating in this series... At least if they're going to have bad officiating, good, call them They should be consistent. Ways. They should be consistent in what they do. That's my point. And I don't think that they are consistent. Well, Vinny Trocek, first of all, in front of the net... Timo Meyer was getting cross-checked and slashed and cross-checked three times in a row. Didn't no penalties called, but then they called Vinny Trocheck for punching him in the head. It's like there's a lot of stuff, especially after the whistle in front of the net, that you see in playoffs that you expect. You would like to think going into game seven that you're gonna they're gonna put the whistles away. And they should. And if they do, that benefits the devils big time. Right. Because our power play sucks. Our power play sucks. We can't gain the zone. I know, I know. And it's like we've already talked about Jack Hughes gaining the and blue we, line. We talked about the whole power play until we're blue in the face. I don't feel like you know. It's like you can move the move the puck around. I did notice that they like Meyer passed it to Halla, who gained the blue line. Right. And it's like you could pass the puck in the neutral zone. It doesn't have to be left up to one person, but you need to set up, and um, you can go through the analytics and you can go through everything, but. If it turns into a special teams game, um, it does not benefit the Devils. It, what really surprised me, not about the game, but what, what surprised me about going over there to watch the game is we went to, what was the name of the, the Irish bar right next to the garden? I don't know. I don't know. It was something. It was a Ranger bar. It was a, They had uh, life-size cutouts of all the, the owner came over and talked to us of all the Rangers around, and they were Ranger people, and it was filled with with all blue shirts it was a sea of blue shirts and unlike american whiskey 
where people are giving the Rangers a hard time, nobody said boo. Yeah. I was, that was like so surprising. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've been to games at the Garden before. Like, I really don't, I've never gotten shit before. You know what I mean? It's right. like if you're acting like an ass, someone's going right. to tell you to sit down and shut up. Like, but that could happen anywhere in, in the or world. Like 16 year old kids like running their mouth. Yeah. Like, nobody's, no, like, nobody's saying anything. No one had a problem. Like, and I mean, Nobody was choking anybody out. Well, well, also, like, you got to remember, they were kicking our ass. So that right. kind of, I mean, that made a big difference. Um, you know, I, th I think that they have to, they have to switch things up. I, I would be, I'm open to putting Timo out there with Jack at this point. Because they need to get both of those guys going. I don't know. I don't know what you do with Heischer and Brat. I mean, neither of those guys can put the puck in the net. I mean, at least Heischer is creating very high score, danger scoring chances, which we've seen. It's like Brat has had a couple bad games in a row, and it's like he's a very important part of our team. We need him to start producing. Like, he needs to have a big game tomorrow. It's game seven. This is like we could talk about tomorrow now. Yeah. I'm what. I'll talk about tomorrow. But the thing it. that scares me about mixing up lines, God forbid that Lindy thinks I did that not we say need... mix up. I did not say well, change no, I'm personnel. Saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I you said know mix what up. I'm going to say. Said, he's not going to do that. You I don't said, think so? No. I said mix lines. Mix lines. Mix lines. Great. But it scares the shit out of me that he's going to say, you know, put wood in it, for it, Bastion or for. It, and, and you know what? And, and to be honest, like the fourth line scored. So there's no reason that they should be changing the fourth line. The fourth line had the only important goal in the game for us. I agree. So, and and to to be honest, this series should not come down to Miles Wood. They're gonna win, or they're they're gonna win, or they're gonna lose, regardless of Miles Wood. Oh, the first two games kind of had a lot to do with him. So, you you look at them switching up the lines. You have to get Heisher, Meyer, Brat has to get on the board and i mean jack Hughes, superstar mvp this would be a very good time to have a very big game i am 100 i 100 believe that tomorrow he's going to have a huge game i think that you know superstars shine on the big stage when it really matters and i i think this is going to be his time well he pulled us out of he pulled us out of this hole and I think that, you know, it's going to keep going. He has to. He has to. And honestly, like, your captain has to, too. And right. he, he sure is my favorite player on the Devils. He's got to net a big goal. It has to be at a big time. It's going to be tight. This is not going to be some blowout game. This isn't going to be a 6-5 to five game. This is going to be a very tight game because people aren't going to want to make mistakes. Right. But, that's, but that doesn't play in our favor. I don't think that plays in our favor. I think the first two games we were we were afraid no. to make those passes and and break out of the zone as crispy as crisply as we did, you know. No, but we played to last night. But the way that we played in games 3 and games 4 did play into our favor and that was very it was conservative and then you pick and choose your your spots. You don't get sloppy. The way that the Rangers are going to score is by being overly aggressive and turning the puck over. So you do have to play smart defensively and then move the puck around and find your spot. There's going to be times where 
very skilled players, their best option is to dump the puck in or just flip it out or or don't carry the puck through the neutral zone. And it's like, we like to think that we like to play with speed and we like to play, use that through the neutral zone. The Rangers can't keep up with us. I agree with all of that. But keeping it tight is okay if you're a Devils fan because you you have to keep it tight because you can't afford to make one stupid pass because that is how the Rangers have gotten to where they are is by one chance that you give them, they make you pay for it. No, and they do, they do. And I agree, but what kind of killed us was icings. Like we saw it last night. That was a lack of execution. The beginning of the second period, like throwing it up along the boards and stuff. It was like, but that's a lack of execution, you know? Like they they didn't have patience. Like it was a lack of execution. They weren't able. They weren't. They weren't making clean passes. You know what I mean? Or they were making bad decisions with the puck. That's what that was. It wasn't about being conservative. But are they making those bad decisions out of fear of making a mistake and causing a mistake? Then, I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's like when when they start doing that. When when you see them not being afraid to use the entire ice. It's like we seem to look. I'm not suggesting that they do that. I'm not suggesting that they're afraid to use the entire ice. We came back into this series winning two close games. The games that have all been up and down fast blowouts, we got five goals scored on us in three of them. The tight game actually kind of works because we play very, when we don't let them through the neutral zone, right? Then we counter on them. Like right. I'm, I'm fine with keeping it tight. I'm fine with having the last change, and I, you know, I still think you're gonna go to Schmid in Game Seven, but they're gonna have to be be sharper, and you're going to have to convert on high danger scoring chances when you have the opportunity, and some of that is just getting the puck on net. Every play does not have to be perfect. This is the playoffs. You're going to have some dirty goals in front throw, of that. Throw them off his pads and have somebody there. Crash the night the last night. We didn't have anybody in front of the net. We controlled the puck in the offensive zone, but we were cycling around the outside, and nobody's in front of the net. So even if somebody does throw it to the net, you're not getting a rebound. It's like come in with your speed, cycle around the net, go low to high, get a puck through, fight for a rebound. Right. Blo- try and block his view and get the rebound because, you know, those goals were on rebounds. They came off his pads. Uh, Mercer's goal was on a rebound, and so was Lazar's. But, man, he, you know, he sure, he had two golden opportunities. Meyer had a golden opportunity. It's like you have to put these in. You and I, shoot I really did not, I really feel uncomfortable going into game seven. You know, in the first round, I don't think that, experience is that as big of a deal but in a game seven in such a big moment i really do think that experience will come into play like the rangers have been around like the rangers are like grown men you know what i mean they know what they're dealing with and i just feel like they have like a little momentum now and well I, hopefully lindy plays like miracle for them in I the locker room i don't or, feel uh, i don't feel great henrique's goal in they're, 2012 they're just gonna have to come out and play they're going to have to be very consistent and very sharp and they're going to have to play their own game. I think you might want to put Meyer on a line with Hughes to try to add some 
physicality, some a guy that drives in that, a guy that shoots a lot. It's like we could use more pucks on net, especially when you have your most talented players on the ice, you know? Like Tatar had a great opportunity last night. They couldn't finish. Nico's got to score. I think it was a team effort, the loss. I think it was a complete Our defense did not play nearly we as good not. as it has. We definitely did not. And it's like, I think, um, I think this is a great opportunity, regardless of whether they win or lose. Um, going into this game is a huge opportunity for a Nico Heischer or a Jack Hughes to put themselves on the really on the map is like right. number one overall picks impact player huge playoff player at it you know let's mark this down this is the first piece of the nico Heischer or jack hughes legacy as right. a new jersey devil i see jack hughes stepping up big i really <laughs> do we won't know um but man i thought the beginning of the third period i thought he was lying i was like wow something good's gonna happen just never did i didn't i didn't see it i really didn't i thought after i thought the game was over in the second period it was over in the second period and i, I it was right i feel like after they scored they had uh who had this it was we've Zibanejad. seen him come back against the rangers down two goals yeah so. after 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 the advantage ad goal it just the whole the whole vibe and the whole energy no, and the, whole ice, the ice tilted completely. it did get very loud in there and it would be great if we can get very loud tomorrow night in the rock it it just tilted i'm saying the actual play on the ice too you saw the rangers playing with confidence and you saw them playing very sharp we turned the puck over a lot we kept taking more and more penalties bad game bad game gotta have a amnesia on that one tomorrow I don't know if my heart can take it. Tomorrow is going to be tough. Oh, it's going to be good. I guess. I think they were just worried about the weather down there in Florida. They had some tornadoes. They didn't want me to fly back tonight. So uh, they said, let's let's take it to game seven for Bill. <sighs> you don't think so, huh? What are you saying? He's rolling his eyes at me. What are you saying? <laughs> we're going to take game seven. I feel good about that. Last night, I'm dead. You never, you never no, not said, feel good. I believe me. I that know. Mean I know. I was saying. I know. I was saying. I'm being a homer. I'm being Ken Danico. Um, I know that I'm being a homer and stuff. But I was saying, oh, game six, we're gonna take game six and stuff. But in my heart, I was definitely like, wow, this is gonna, this, this is gonna be really hard. And I. Wouldn't be surprised if what happened happened. When we came out, I was like, wow, we are going to win this. I truly believe that seven, sevens are a lucky number. I guess. Uh, I would have liked to have seen them win it yesterday because they did come out and look like the team that played off of game five. And they just they weren't did. able they to did. get it finished. And then it gave them... it. it, it crushed their spirits a little bit it gave the rangers momentum clearly and now you have to see if they have the will and if they're strong enough to be able to come back and play the type of game they played in game five in game seven well the mistakes were clear cut i mean they see if they take penalties you're not going to win 
So it's a pretty easy, you know, it's not like trying to solve the riddle of uh, how do we beat the Rangers? Stay out of the freaking box. Play five on five. They can't play five on five with us. Well, what happened was we dominated five on five for the first 19 minutes. We took all these penalties and then five on five moving forward, they dominated us. How much five on five time did we get? They well, I mean, it was it was you know it was a lot. Twenty five yeah. minutes of the game, right. they, but they beat us in five on five, and I could show you right here if you look. If you go to I money, I will Pump, not look. It's it's bad, but you have to do something. You have to do something with Hughes, Meyer, Heisher, and Brat have to take over if you want to win this game. One of them, probably two of them, need to score. And this is an opportunity for somebody to really solidify themselves as a devil's legend at a young age and also as a top player in the NHL. It's, it's situations like this that this is how this is how legends yeah, are born. It, it would be nice if you saw, you know, one of the players that we bought in for this situation, like step up and do it. But I would much rather see one of our young guys come in and take control of the game just it's our it's their time and you got to wonder if schmid if that shook him a little bit um if he's going to come out and how he's going to look and how he's going to be able to hold it together in a game seven i mean this is a lot of pressure on a young kid like for sure especially a kid who's played maybe 20 games his entire this entire year this is a lot this, this is he's got gonna have a lot of weight on his shoulders and I don't care how cool of a, of a guy you are and how much ice water you have in your veins. Like, that's a lot of pressure for any human to be under. Um, no, absolutely. But he is, if, if I was going to pick somebody to put that pressure on, I'd pick him. And Ruff already tipped his hand and said, you know, uh, why'd you play VTech? Are you going to start VTech? He was like, I needed a timeout. So he, you know, he was tipping his hand that he is starting Schmidt and, uh, he said it in the interview. Afterwards. But what does that have to do with starting Schmidt? Well, he said that the reason why he took uh, put Vanacek in and took Schmidt out was just for a timeout. He wanted a timeout. Okay. So it wasn't like, you know, well, Schmidt wasn't playing bad. I had to take him out. I put Vanacek in. It was he just did it to, to take a timeout for the goalie change timeout. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of times you see a guy, you know, you got five goals scored on you. There's no point in leaving him in there to get blasted. You take him out, and if you're going to play him again, it gives him a little bit of a rest. But he got, I mean, us, he any, got us back in. Anybody, anybody would go with, with Schmidt anyway. I don't even think it's a question. But I would switch up the lines. At this point, he's going he's gonna to show you a different line combination. I'm not saying switch up personnel. I'm saying switch up the lines. And everybody's going to freak out because that's what everybody does. But... I think it's time that you might want to see Meyer and Hughes together. And then you're going to need somebody to really drive the play on your third line. So whether that means you play Hall on the third line with Palat and Mercer, that could be something. Could you put Tatar, Heischer, and Mercer back together? Mercer has had, you know, a couple goals now. And and where do you put Brett? Brett goes back with Hughes and, uh, and Timo. It's all, uh, it's that, a, no, I know. It's big changes. Big and, and, changes. And, that's also and I don't like, think that's we a, have to. I don't think we have to do that. I don't think we have to reinvent the wheel. Putting Timo 
with Hughes, I think is a good idea, and you could drop Palat. You don't need to move Brett. You don't. You don't need to change it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. I think just that one change. There's not enough puck to go around for Timo, Hughes, and Brett to be on the same line. But put flipping Timo and Palat, I don't think would be a bad idea. Right, and then you can, I mean. I was worried he was hurt last night because yeah. I didn't see a lot of him. Oh, my God, Palat buckled Lindgren. Yeah, you know what? It's amazing, and that's why I like to watch the game like he three times him. afterwards because I missed that hit. He creamed him. It was it was like not like a crazy hit. It like no, he, it was, he, he just hit him square, like right in the chest, and you could tell like Lindgren went down and hit – he wasn't like knocked out or he wasn't woozy no, or anything. He was but doubled he, over but his, going to the bench. His legs went down weird. He he got him clean. And I was like, damn. Man, they came out. They were they looked so the game looked so promising last night and it just fell to shit on that penalty. That was a big penalty. So hopefully Mercer's able to make up for it. We're gonna be up at the rock tomorrow, probably around five o'clock, something like that. Talk about a big game. This is it. This is it. Devils Rangers game seven. You know, people pick this to go seven. I'm curious to see if the Devils can fight back. I, I would be, you know, do I think the Devils are going to win? I don't know. I'm being honest. I think it's probably a 50-50 chance, let's say. But if they can win, I, I would be very impressed by such a young group of people to be able to overcome the adversity that they have in this series and come back from that win from the loss last night where they were on for a they were on for the first period and they and they blew it and it takes a lot to come back because you know the rangers are going to come out and look pretty damn good right you were saying after the first two games that there's nothing to be learned by this playoff series because we just we were so bad and it was I think now, no matter which way it goes, there's a lot to be learned. No, there is. No, there is. And, like, I'm not suggesting... Only because they fought back so hard. No, they, there's... Like, regardless of what happens tomorrow, the Devils should be very proud of the season that they have. And they definitely have learned, and they will take away a lot of stuff from this. Um, but It ain't over. Tomorrow is going to be just a huge mental test for uh, a group of players that have not played in the playoffs together. So... We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, bu I'm booking my tickets to Raleigh. <laughs> Doing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Getting a lot of eye rolls. Out yeah, there. yeah. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'm talking about going to Colorado yeah, no, for the next we, round. You've been listening to the Trap Podcast. It is Bill Botch and Bill Sr. We'll catch you after Game 7 tomorrow in Newark. Devil's Rangers. Let's go. That flesh gets scorned. So bad, make you feel like you ain't wanted to be born, John. Tell your friends, stay that hell out of my lord. Chicken George, you can't get George stealing chicken from my farm. Another dead kitchen. If you're my theosis, then I'm bringing all hate to Cecilia. Nobody shoot me. My body's made a hand grenade. Girl bled to death while she was sunk us in the razor blade. That sounds sick. Maybe one day I'll ride the horror. Black killer comes to the ghetto. Jackson Acura. Stevie Wonder sees crack babies. Becoming enemies in their own families. I'ma get them coming over we soon done. Gun by my side just in case I got the rum. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like you're down with Mount Zion.